0: Welcome to Black Lions Domain. This talk segment was created with the intention of interviewing people that Zachary Shiloh has loved from mere days to many years. In recent times, BLD, as I call it, has gone through a change. It used to be known as Roaming around for the better part of 2020 into 2021. Circa January 12th, I felt a change in the air. And it was time to be more grounded, universally grounded. So, welcome to the rebooted. Black Lion's Domain called Universal Grounding. Thank you for joining me. I'm sure you're going to love the guest that I have on this episode. Please follow me as Zachary Shiloh and Black Lion130, respectively on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also email me at zacshi 130 at gmail.com. I have places that can be listened to, such as Apple Pods, Google Pods, Breaker, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, <clears throat> Bullhorn, and so many others. You can subscribe to my YouTube page. I am Zachary Shiloh there. With that said, thank you all very much for getting grounded with me. I hope you enjoyed the guest that I have on this. Please just continue to support this brand. I bow to you in respects. Take care. All right. Welcome to another episode of uh, <clears throat> Universal Grounding and Black Lion's Domain. Tonight is a special WrestleMania edition of it. Fortunately for me, I have nice connections at Amazon. And lo and behold, six months ago, as of... Five days from now, I actually caught up with this wonderful gentleman who many of you who are ECW fans may recognize. He was somebody that was always in front row. He also could be seen front row at OG Ring of Honor shows, uh, WWF shows, so many others. And we'll get into stuff as long as we are in the clear. Alright, so welcome to Black Lion's Domain, Ringside Charlie. How are you, pal? I'm
1: doing great, Zachary. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Thanks for agreeing to come on. kids. My kids, it's a beautiful thing when you actually can network with people. Fortunately for me, when I actually discovered that Charlie worked for Amazon, I got to know him a little bit better, and we found out that we have something in common. We do not actually do social media quite so well.
1: <laughs> no, no, I definitely, uh, it, it's not my thing. <laughs> I'm more of a talk to people on the phone, talk to people in person type guy. I'm not really into Facebook and, you know, stuff like that. I mean, I have nothing against it. It's just not my thing. <laughs>
0: I hear you, pal, and fortunately for me, I actually got his phone number, and we were agreeing to talk, and on the road to this 37th WrestleMania, kids, he is heading to Florida in a couple of days from now to be a part of that, and when he told me that, I was kind of struck. I said, wow, Charlie, that's great beans for you. And your woman friend if she's going, but we shall divulge on the current WrestleMania card and whatnot. All right, Charlie. Uh, I understand that you actually have a prior engagement that may have to cause a stop of recording. So let's get into your background, pal. You got it. What do you?
1: Anything you want to know? Just hit me with a qu- hit me up. Whatever you want.
0: Alright, so, uh, give me your general background, like, uh, what, who are you, what you're all about, and whatnot.
1: Alright, uh, I was born in Brooklyn, uh, lived there for about 30 years, then moved to Staten Island about, uh, 20 years ago. Uh, worked for, uh, many, many years at, uh, Toys R Us as a manager, and, uh, then Bed Bath and Beyond, they started to go out of business slowly, so I ended up at Amazon, um, uh, I uh, started
0: Puerto Rican, uh, Italian, and Irish. And I've been with my uh, girlfriend for uh, many, many years. Her Ooh. Name is Regina. Ooh, man. I love that background so much. I, I think I may have ran into you maybe when you were working at Toys R Us. I do not remember. I think I may have ran into you.
1: Was it on Staten Island?
0: Yes. Possibility, because years ago, when before
1: Toys R Us was, you know, was starting to go out, I
0: was there for a, for a long time. Oh, so it's, a good possi- it's a good possibility. Yeah, very good possibility. And your general background is awesome. All right, so many people in the world know you for being a pro wrestling fan. So, how did you actually get into that uh, dramatized production presented as a sport, as Zachary Shiloh would probably call it?
1: (laughs) I actually have been watching wrestling, and this will probably give give away some of my age. I've been watching wrestling since 1975. Uh, I first started watching it, uh, we were visiting a friend, and it was uh, late at night, and it was a Saturday night, and my mom and her friends were hanging out, and all of a sudden, at like midnight on a Saturday night on, I believe it was WOR Channel 9, uh, wrestling came on. And we were all just there hanging out. And I was eight years old and started watching it. And I was like, I loved it. And every Saturday after that, I would beg my mother to let me stay up late if I wouldn't fall asleep to uh, to continue watching it every week. And, uh, you know, as, as about another year went on or so, it turned out that one of my mother's good friends, her uh, husband's brother, had season tickets for Madison Square Garden, and there was an upcoming uh, show in, uh, I think it was 1976, that they actually had an extra ticket for, and it was uh, fifth row ringside by where the wrestlers came out, and I was actually able to go, and I was only about eight or nine years old. Now, when I was eight or nine years old, and you went to a wrestling show, it was a big deal. Now, it's so much geared towards kids, like it's been for a while, <laughs> but when I went was probably the only, you know, one of the only kids in the whole building because eight year olds in, in 1975
0: 76 didn't go to wrestling shows at the Garden. Oh, got that right. So that's where it basically started. Oh, got that right on so many levels. And your background in wrestling kind of sounds like my own. I actually started watching wrestling when I was about eight ish. And lo and behold, I found it on WWOR which is channel nine. That's and- great. I-
1: all Star Wrestling. I watched everything. Everything you know, those were the only two shows. You know, back then in the seventies, in we didn't have we didn't have cable. We didn't have a million shows. I mean, there was obviously other wrestling promotions. You know, that I would find out about in years to come. But at that point, it was just all WWF uh, Pro Wrestling, and that was that was it. But which was great with me because I loved it. Uh, you know, guys like Bruno Sammartino, Lou Albano, Fred Blassie, all the old timers. I loved it from the from day one.
0: Oh man. I would not start watching wrestling until nineteen ninety five, so roughly about twenty years after you were already an adult and I was uh just a little lad. I remember I remember just browsing around a channel surf or whatever and there were these grown men in underwear running around (laughs) in a box. And I said, Ooh, what is this? And I actually watched it and that was uh, WCW Worldwide. Oh, okay. I loved that thing so much. I must have watched uh, maybe Heavyweights Wrestling maybe was the first match. But what really spurred me on as a wrestling fan I think is more so by way of the... uh, cruiserweights or the lucha style of wrestling oh absolutely I love that too so that was absolutely cool beans for me to watch as a kid oh man so now that you are actually practically into your 20s at that point there was a promotion called extreme championship wrestling absolutely and this is where I recognized you the most because right. you were practically there almost from the beginning with uh, Shane Douglas throwing down the belt all the way to the end. So
1: I was, I was there actually even before that because uh, I'll give you a quick story. Uh, back in the uh, late 80s, all right, so I'm probably about uh, 18, you know, 19, 20 years old around that, uh, actually started going to WWF shows in the Spectrum in Philadelphia. Then I was finding out that they had WCW shows in the Philadelphia Civic Center, the old NWA, started going to that. And from there, it actually blossomed into a promotion that this gentleman, Joel Goodhart, ran. And that was like a hardcore promotion that went out of business that became Eastern Championship Wrestling, which obviously then became Extreme Championship Wrestling. So I was there from the start, from back in, you know, like 1990
0: with the hardcore style at the in Philadelphia. Oh man. I heard about that when I was finally a teenager. I said, "Whoa, what is this?" I remember seeing uh Shane Douglas Sabu and uh Terry Funk, I think was the very first match I ever saw. Oh, okay. I okay. said, Yeah, I remember seeing that and just going, this is the foundation of ECW? This is great beans. Seriously. Oh, man. And then what really spurred me on was Shane Douglas actually winning the NWA tournament and practically declaring himself the ECW world's champion right there and then. I said
1: yeah absolutely that was a, that was a crazy moment I was sitting there and I'm like what the hell did he just do you know because to me you know and, and the, the, most of the people in that arena knew you know of the NWA you know Rick Fla- you know Rick Flair Harley race and to see that belt get thrown on the ground was a pretty monumental statement made by ECw
0: oh yes it was and when I heard about it via um the hardcore revolution or excuse me not Hardcore Revolution. Uh, forever Hardcore, from Shane's point of view, I was even more in awe. Right. Because he didn't... He kind of was, like, torn. He respected the business, but he wanted to actually be that rebel that he always has been. So, oh,
1: absolutely.
0: So it made sense to me that he would go and do it. Now the,
1: by doing it, it just created... So much of a, of a buzz that you know that that's and that's what you need. That's what you need to get started. People get really talking about it because people knew about ECW, you know, here and there. But once that happened, that was like headlines all around the wrestling world. So I really, you know, shine a light right on the product. And people were like, Wow, I got to see what's going on in Philadelphia.
0: Oh man, I agree. And this is way before there was ever a, a Combat Zone Wrestling. Kids, yes, you thought. Absolutely. You thought that c z w was crazy that is nothing compared to e c w Oh my god if my memory serves me right, they had different styles and angles um one angle that really popped out to me was a uh, raven crucifying the sandman. i said, yeah. what is this?" Yeah. Yeah, that was a crazy one the people and like people
1: were shocked again i think i think they always went for the the shock factor you know as far as you know to get people talking and just to have you know people being like i can't believe that they just they just did that you know and and it worked because for years ecw would always come up with different things and different styles and different angles that people couldn't believe was happening i was there and and i I couldn't believe it like wow that's that's some crazy stuff. I'm not a highly related person, so it didn't offend me. You know, and I always take everything as, hey, I tell everybody, it's wrestling. It's like, it's so <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you did this, if they did it in a movie, no one would ca- You know, no one would care. It's just, it's part of the show. You know, if, you, if you're going to be very sensitive about it, well, then maybe ECW is not you.
0: <laughs> right on, right on. Oh, man. And the thing that ECW's been gone now 20 years legit. I know the Empire, or excuse me, for the people that are foreign to Zachary Shiloh using the term the Empire, that means WWE. Right. I I am in awe that they tried to reboot ECW, but it did not work.
1: No, I mean, who were regulars at the ECW arena. we went to all the reunion type shows that they did The hardcore homecomings that they did in Philadelphia At the uh, ECW arena The uh, two shows that they did in the Hammerstein Ballroom You know, consecutive years And those shows were all great But after that, when they tried to just create it as as ECW But with their WWE version of it It just never worked You had a couple of good matches here and there A couple of things with Sabu, Van Damme you know, maybe a few things with you know with different guys, but overall, you know the guys tried, but it's just the the creative direction was just not where it should have been, and even Paul Heyman was trying, and he couldn't save it. he was constantly arguing with with the company about how this really should be portrayed and just didn't work out.
0: I agree wholeheartedly, and that killed my soul as an e c w fan I said. Why are you trying to make it not work? What are you not seeing? Why are you not listening to your audience right now? We're telling you this thing absolutely smells like turd. Why are we you doing? A, uh, we were
1: at a WWE I call
0: it WWECW. I would never actually call it ECW. Thank we you. Were at a, we had a WWECW show at the Hammerstein
1: Ballroom. And the highlight of the show was actually in a dark match. Uh, CM Punk debuted.
0: Yeah! But the main event of the show was the big
1: show versus Dave Batista. You cannot get more away from the concept of ECW than with that. It was so bad that people talk about it to this day. If you watch it back, you could see me and all my friends and the whole crowd chanting, change the channel with our backs to the ring in disgust about how (laughs) how bad it was. And, And show was over, the big show was walking around and he even, he even came by, passed by me and my friends and said, I'm sorry guys. You know, even even he knew it stunk, so uh, you know, there you go. And that was pretty much it. After that it was just, you know, you know,
0: a couple of yeah you know, maybe a year or so away from you know, just being totally abolished. Oh, Jesus Which is good. It's good that it did so painful to watch and that led you
1: know lent itself to eventually you know the nxt you know when they used to do the nxt stuff and then that nxt becoming a real brand which is to me the highlight of their company now so you know it worked out in the end
0: Oh my. It
1: was painful watching WWE CW there for a while, I'll tell you.
0: I hear you. I hear you. I try to sit through that garbage every single nah, week.
1: Nah. It's funny when they uh, add programming every couple of months, whatever, to their network, uh, and they added at one point the WWE CW stuff. I'm like, okay, well, there's, there's some programming I'll never watch. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't want to watch it when it first aired, and I don't want to watch it now.
0: I agree. I agree (laughs) wholeheartedly. Funny that you mentioned NXT. From what I understand, that tomorrow and Thursday they have a two night NXT takeover. And it awes me when I hear the letters NXT and I see the WWE logo. Oh my god!
1: the the bad angles and just you know the overall foolishness at least they to me at least you know everybody talks here and there which is good because all these young talent need to you know learn to be on a microphone and to talk in front of a crowd but they stick to the wrestling and the matches are usually really good so even though it's you know all connected to WWE it's still as long as they let them out there and let them you know do their thing in the ring I, I have no problem with it.
0: I agree. I agree, and there were points in time where I would say, "How is developmental way better than the actual main roster?" This is absolutely crazy. Oh my god! To me, one of the problems is still to this day that you know they never—it's never, never going to change—but Raw
1: is just too long. Oh. It's- too long to sit through for three hours and expect you know that, that you know you're gonna watch it with you know your eyes peeled because it's it just it's too many commercials, too many recaps, too much talking, too many interviews. Just it just drags on sometimes, you know. And I actually have, have over the last couple of months and been enjoying SmackDown <laughs> better than Raw because it's two hours. They don't have as many wacky sketches going on. They have their promos and their interviews. But the matches have been a lot better. The stuff with, with the Usos and Daniel Bryan and, and the stuff with Edge and Roman Reigns and you know Big E and stuff. They've had a lot of you know, better shows.
0: Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. I think it's been better than Raw. Oh, man. You're talking to somebody that actually kind of buries the empire, but I actually... I'm trying to sit through mania this year out of respect to people like you, my surrogate father, other people who actually listen to my show. Hello, GB Graham and others that actually deal with uh, Zachary Shiloh's uh, domain. I appreciate you all actually listening to this, especially with Ringside Charlie, who's a legendary fan in his own right. Thank you all for tuning in. All right, <clears throat> you've somehow, some way, weathered the storm called being a pro wrestling fan. So, what kept you going in this crazy industry?
1: call it the down years like in the early you know like in the early 90s uh when you know the attendance at at arenas was like two to three thousand people and you know and then after you know the attitude era you know then it's died down again a little bit and over the last couple years up and down I just have always appreciated you know the guys and the girls that get in the ring you know, and and put their hearts into it and do the best they can with what they're giving. You know, if, if you got a bad gimmick put on you, there's not much you could do. You just gotta try and make the best of it. But I stuck with it throughout the bad years, the good years. <laughs> I always find some silver lining in everything. I always try to find the good, the good stuff. And when the, and when the, the programming was that bad back then, we always had videotapes to go back and watch the older stuff. So I have so many D V you know, DVDs and you know, and and memorabilia and and, DV and uh, VHS tapes still in my closet. So once in a you know while I get nostalgic, I go back and watch the old stuff. But I never. I've you never know, wa- wavered, and I've known a lot of people that over the years they're like, ah, I don't watch it. I, I, I used to watch it when Stone Cold was there with The Rock, you know, but that was like the high point when Stone Cold and The Rock were there, when Hogan first came in the 80s, and, you know, stuff like that. But I've just always loved it. I've always, you know, loved it, whether it be, and again, even when the WWE was, you know, on a down and you had like the gobbledygookers and, you know, <laughs> all these. All these Characters, Mantar, and all that stuff. In the early 90s, you know what? I watched it, but I went and I watched a lot of, you know, NWA, WCW, whatever independent promotions I could watch. Because in, in addition to being brought up on watching WWWF, I've gone and watched everything. I mean, from WCW, NWA, AAA, Japanese Wrestling, Ring of Honor, ECW, Independence. Uh, back in the late 80s, I was watching as many tapes as I can get uh, on cable with the old Mid-South and the Jerry Lawler promotion, and world-class AWA. I watched everything I could. But I always found something that was worth watching. Even when WWF had had its down periods of time and the product wasn't as good, I always found something to watch. That's why I always kept into it. Because most people... They fade away because they just watched WWE, and when that got boring for them or not exciting, that was it. For me, I always had tons and tons of stuff to watch and other companies to you know to fall back on. So that's one of the main reasons why I never stopped being a fan because I always had other other avenues to you know stuff that I could check out.
0: Oh, man, you're talking my language on different fronts. So I've been a fan now, I gotta believe, almost like uh, 26 years, if I understand myself correctly. I've actually almost fell out of love with Wrestling on and off for years. 2019 was a very pivotal year for me. <clears throat> I wound up attending... Uh, the actual WrestleMania week out here in New York. Right. i never done that before. And this is before I even had my own podcast. I knew that the Empire was going to be out here. And usually when the Empire heads one way for a WrestleMania, other companies got to follow. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why sometimes, and it makes me laugh, but I respect it because in the end, kids, this is a business, and businesses make money, and in order to actually keep afloat, you gotta make the money, and WWE, they can try to say it all they want, and I've actually said this time to get, that they consider themselves a sports entertainment company, and I ask this question every single time. What is professional baseball? What is professional hockey? What is all these other professional sports? They are done to some degrees or another with entertainment in mind. I will keep on saying that forever. But anyways, I progress. The almighty empire, they go wherever they go. These other companies show up and... It's amazing. It's amazing to see what other choices that a person can have. Oh,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. When I I first started, because I've been to, except for last year, obviously, (laughs) I've been to every WrestleMania from the first one. Now when the first you know, couple uh, WrestleManias you know 1, 2, 3, 4, five, I, you know all that nothing uh, nothing ever went on then other than the actual WrestleMania itself it <laughs> was years later when I uh, WrestleMania 10 was at the Garden that they did their first fan festival then WrestleMania 11 they did their fan festival then they didn't do it for a couple of years then I think around I could be off by a year or so maybe around WrestleMania 18 that's when they started doing access and that's been going on on you know straight through but maybe around 10 to 12 years ago it started becoming everybody that could get a building or a, a, a you know a convention going would run Wrestlemania weekend and it was it was becoming to the point where we'd be getting up at six in the
0: morning on a Friday going to access go to a convention going to an
1: indie <laughs> show it was like non-stop we, we barely got any sleep this year is actually going to be, the, for the first time in a long, in years, we're actually just going to WrestleMania on Friday, uh, not Friday, on Saturday and Sunday, rather, because uh, other than that, there's nothing really going on, there's no, there's no access, you can't go to the Hall of Fame, you can't go to NXT or SmackDown, so this is going to be one year, we actually go to Tampa, and actually just sit outside and enjoy the sun for a little while.
0: <laughs> oh, I hear you, I hear you. When it came to me being a part of that whole entire festival of wrestling from two years ago, it still boggles my mind to this day. That oh,
1: there's so much going on. You're right. You're absolutely right.
0: It boggles my mind that I started off on uh, April fourth, two thousand nineteen, with GCW's Bloodsport. I left my fiance. In the hotel room. She was actually having her own time. I wanted to go see this crazy event out in Jersey City. I wound up going and I had a great time. It still woohoo's me to watch it and see myself now compared to back then. And to see myself and say, Wow, look at how much weight I have lost. Not only that, but how I have stayed a fan of this overall product called Bloodsport. It's an amazing journey.
1: Right. Absolutely, yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun to, to take in as much as you can on WrestleMania weekends, You know, whether it's independent shows, uh, whether it's Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, uh, WrestleCon conventions, WWF Access, uh, NXT, whatever it is. I mean, it's just it's a, it's a fun weekend. You know, it's it's a lot. and you have a, you know you have your basic run of the mill to to just go to as many shows as you want. You can keep busy for like four days in a row, which is we.
0: What we do. Right, and I remember going to WrestleCon two days straight after Bloodsport was all said and done. The first day was the fifth, and uh, if my memory serves me right, it was uh, us versus the world. That was the morning show. Then there was like a brief time where it was pretty much intermission. So my fiancé and I, at the time, we went to see the Japanese talent who were going to wrestle on the actual rough Pro show that right. same day. So we wound up meeting Minoru Suzuki, and that was the biggest highlight of our f- fandoms at Gosh. that point. I said, this is cool beans. And I told Suzuki-san to his face that... Uh, New Japan messed up. They truly messed up in my point of view. That cup should have gone to him. And I've chimed in with why. And I'll be brief. All right. So, Rev Pro was in bed with New Japan. If Suzuki won the cup, that, to me, especially if he even won the world title from Jay White, That would have actually made headlines. The IWGP World Champion standing side by side with the Rev Pro Champion. Not only are they together, but they are also the Rev Pro Tag Team Champions. I would have seen the actual uh, ticket prices for Rev Pro go up. In my point of view. Right. Oh my God. Headline news, but for some odd reason, I know why they did this. They chose Kazuchika Okada, and I'm not crapping on the Rainmaker. He's their rock. He's their Ric Flair, and when you actually want to attract Haines to get into a place like Madison Square Garden, you got to go with the number one guy in your company. That's the bottom line. That's what's going to draw. And I did not completely complain because I wound up seeing Okada win the IWGP Championship live. And I can never actually say anybody can take that away from me. So, That's
1: right. I was there. That
0: was great. Oh, man. So, for me, as an Okada fan, I was happy as a kid in the candy store. Oh, I pro-
1: absolutely.
0: I progressed. So, uh... <clears throat> I wound up finishing off Russell Kahn with Isaiah Swerf Scott's last appearance on the Independence when he was still Shane Strickland. There you go. <laughs> I remembered uh wanting to go to Pro Wrestling Revolver because I liked uh, Sammy Pro- Sammy Callahan's promotion, but then in the weeks leading up to it I was emotional. I said, oh, my God, he's going away. I never got the chance to see Swerve Live. I had opportunities, but I knew that was going to be the very last one he ever did. And I said, no way in the world am I missing this. No way. And lo and behold, he was the main event. And if Sammy Callahan ever actually ever hears this, Thank you, Sir, for putting him in the main event. I truly appreciate it. oh man, oh man, oh man and I wound, I wound up getting to meet some people along that whole entire tour. I remember meeting this girl named Kelsey. She was at uh Rev Pro the night before. My Shh. friends from uh s o s Wrestle talk or uh Dion from that show. He was there at Rough Pro. Um, his friend, uh, Strong Style Story, or Jeff, he was there. Uh, wrestlers that I really got to meet, or general wrestling personalities. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with this gentleman by the name of uh, Jay-Z Flair. Um, not
1: 100%, no.
0: Okay, so he's a... Big internet sensation in our community, and I saw him. I lost my junk for a little bit. Uh I got to see Alicia Tout, or Toot. She was very nice to me. Um, I got to meet Jay Lethal for the second time. Oh,
1: Jay, yes. I met Jay many times back in the Ring of Honor days and TNA. Nice guy. Uh,
0: I'm a nice guy. Oh, man. I got to meet him originally... In December 2018, when Ring of Honor was doing their final battle show. But Jay Lethal was at uh, <clears throat> the Hotel Hilton just to go visit some friends. I wanted to take a picture with him again. But I said, you know what? Leave him alone. <laughs> Leave him alone. Let, let him go do what he wants to do. And then I got something even better. I wound up actually getting a picture with Carrie Silken. I said, Uh
1: Carrie Silken, every time I see him, I get a big hug from him. He
0: always says hi to me. He's always a gentleman. I know Carrie Silken well. Very nice guy. Oh man. And that same day, I remember it felt like Final Battle of May, because people were actually pointing out to my shirt. They were saying, JAP, JAP, J-A-P. I was I was saying, You people know about Jersey All for all. God bless y'all. That, that was absolutely Great beat. All right. I used to go back real quick. I used to go uh, years and years
1: ago, back in the in the 90s, maybe into the early 2000s, when they would run uh, Jersey All Pro. The original Jersey All Pro would run in Bayonne. Oh.
0: oh, man.
1: The Hit Squad and Homicide and Low-Key and all those, all those guys. Oh. Yeah, always good stuff.
0: It, yes, it was. And from what I understand, I think... Um, Independent wrestling TV has all that footage now. So eventually, if I. When I have the time, not if. When I have the time, I want to try to sit through some of that stuff. I actually more so was known for being a Jersey All-Pro fan from 2004 all the way almost till its true end. So. Oh, yeah. It's nice to go see that the old footage is around, and oh, I don't, absolutely. and I don't have to worry about going to RF Video.
1: <laughs> right? Yeah, no nostalgic and 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 just i'll sit down and i'll pop in an old you know uh madison square garden show i'll pop in a ecw arena you know tape or the whole you know like the entire card you know old nwa stuff i always you know do that too i always go back and watch some of the older stuff so it's nothing wrong with that
0: i hear you completely whoo This has been absolutely fun, Charlie. I I wish that I was able to go to live wrestling shows with you because it was just like one thing after another thing that just is fire. It's absolutely great. Oh man! Oh man! Oh man! Yeah, I mean,
1: throughout the years, I've always, you know, like I said, all, you know, being from New York, obviously, brought up, you know, starting out back in the seventies with WWWF. But again, throughout the years, I mean, I've gone to, you know, as many, you know, shows and different promotions as, as you know, as possible, and it's, you know, always been a thing with me and my, my friends, and we always have fun when we go, and you know, just always have a great time, and even even this year with WrestleMania, even though. We it's just, you know, the show itself, you know, and, and, you know, it'll probably be a good show. You might have a, you know, a clunker here or there, but it'll be a good show. But, you know, we just have fun. It's all about, you know, having fun and, you know entertaining yourself and just having you know something to do it's a it's more than a hobby it's a way of life for me i've been doing it you know (laughs) since 1975 so there's you know no turning back now so i you know can't recommend more than you know going to a live show and going to you know going to independence even you know even guys you don't know on the card Always try, and you know you're always gonna have fun. You know everybody gives it gives it their all. You know the young guys they might mess up here and there, but you know they're trying. So that's where that's every, where everybody started out. You know back I was going in, in to the first Radio honor, honor show ever it was in uh, Philadelphia. Uh, and it was in a gym, and Daniel Bryan was on the show, and and Homicide, and all these guys that have be, you know the you know major superstars today. So you know you never know who you're gonna see on an independent show, and you know ten years later they could be the biggest star you know in the world.
0: Oh my God, I remember uh, in 2005, uh, Jay Lethal being the Jersey All Pro Heavyweight Champion, and. When I finally made it to see him be the Ring of Honor champion for the second time at Final Battle, I felt like my uh, fandom came full circle. Even, Especially when he defended the title in Madison Square Garden. I said, if I could stop my wrestling fandom right now, I would probably be happy because one of the guys that really legit helped to keep my fandom alive he made it to the garden yeah
1: and that's that's what all you know, they, whether you're working for WWEF, you 99 percent of the time have to work for the WWE to get to the Garden, but not that one night. Everybody, you know, people were in the Garden that didn't work for WWE, so it was nice to see because me going to the Garden, you know, starting in 1975 and you know straight through, you know, pretty much from 1982 till current, never missing a WWE show at that building. You know, everything from Hogan to you know back to Bruno and Bob Back. And everybody, Sean Michaels, everybody, to see uh, another company running in the garden, not at the theater of Madison Square Garden or whatever they're calling it these days, but the <laughs> actual garden was was mind blowing. And for me being there, I was in the third row and seeing you know all the great Japanese stars and all the Ring of Honor guys. It was it was pretty amazing.
0: Oh my God! It's and funny that you and I agreed to record on April sixth. 2021 here we are two years to date that g1 supercard was presented by ring of honor and That's new right. japan exactly and i was actually at work today and i was just in awe of us actually talking today and knowing what today is in general wrestling terms and oh absolutely oh my god if Can somebody was the it was tough. amazing. I mean, we we uh, me and a friend of mine
1: were able to go into the garden before the doors opened because you know we had uh, known the Ring of Honor promoter and everything, and we were actually in the garden with no crowd, and the wrestlers sitting at ringside talking, discussing what's going on, them checking out the graphics, checking out the lighting, and doing all this stuff, and I was just like struck like I've been coming to Madison Square Garden since 1975 and here I am in Madison Square Garden with nobody in the building but me and the, the people that worked here you know for the companies and I was taking pictures and you know sitting there you know and walking around the garden and it was it was amazing. It really was one of the highlights of, you know, of my wrestling career as a fan. I mean, you know, I, I couldn't believe it. I was there, and, and then I was like, this is going to be great. And the show ended up being phenomenal. So, I how could you beat that, you know? Mm-hmm. I,
0: there were some things about that night that I wish was different, but I understood that they were on a deadline. So, I, I could not completely crucify Ring of Honor and New Japan for decisions that were made. And Right. When Sometimes
1: I, you gotta deal with the cards, you know, the best you can. But, I, you know, overall I thought everything was good. I thought it was really
0: good. Yeah, when I look back at it, I see some of the stuff that happened that night were worth actually sitting through the watch and to see where some of these talents are today. It's just amazing.
1: Who knows if you'll ever see another promotion in the actual garden ever again. You know, it could happen. It could not. You never know. Oh. You never know. Never say never. But I, I, it took it took that many years of me going to Madison Square Garden to see another company in the garden. And I'm not talking about the theater next door, which they've had shows. I'm talking the actual garden. So it's uh-huh. a pretty monumental, pretty monumental moment. You're right.
0: Oh man, and to really think that several months later, Triple A would actually be in the garden. Oh, Oh man.
1: Well, the thing with AAA was they, they actually, as you know, they had their sights set on being in the garden, but unfortunately the interest level wasn't there to run the garden. So they ended up having to move to the theater at the garden, which was still a great show. I did go to that, but, you know, it was just too much of an undertaking to, to think that they were going to be able to fill up Madison Square Garden. And one of the great things about New Japan and and Ring of Honor is Ring of Honor always had a great reputation around, you know, obviously the East Coast and uh, being that they ran right around the corner at the Hammerstein, which only holds a couple of thousand, but being that New Japan was so hot to combine the two on WrestleMania weekend, how could you miss, you know? How could you lose?
0: (laughs) Oh, I was not going to miss what became Supercard for nothing. Because I wasn't going to the uh, Empire, I wasn't fully invested in them. I actually was fully invested, especially in Ring of Honor, because I practically came from that first generation. I remember a fan, I mean, a fan, who was a friend of mine, uh, telling me about this promotion that ran in Philadelphia. And he sent me this uh, website With a whole bunch of matches. And I would download them. And I said. Oh my god. I gotta get there one day. Because they had the Samoa Joes. The AJ Styles. The Homicides. Low Keys. So many great talents. That I got to either meet live. Or. Even just still say. Okay I'm watching them still to this day. And. It felt like my fandom could die and I would not cry. I would I
1: understand
0: that. <laughs> I would not cry because the Empire Kids has been known to run shows in Madison Square Garden for decades. And for somebody like Ring of Honor who that was only around for okay, we are actually in 2019 at that point Ring of Honor has been around. uh, circa 17 years that's a big deal a very big deal and there was again some things on that show should have never happened and I'll name one right now Big Cass and Enzo showing up in the middle of that tag team title match should have never ever happened I don't care whose fault it was you you didn't need to take away from that big match that was built up for weeks on end. That was very disrespectful. I don't care who idea it was, but I progress. The feeling is there. And for that, I'll always be happy and grateful. All right, Charlie. So uh, what got you to go to WrestleMania this week, pal?
1: I mean, the 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 back in the day, the first WrestleMania was at Madison Square Garden. You know who? You know, you never think at, as as a seventeen year old that, man, I'm, am I going to be going to this show every year for the, for the next, you know, thirty seven years of my life? You never even think along those lines, but. You know, as as it happened, it progressed. It became WrestleMania two, which was in three locations. Ended up being in Nassau Coliseum in New York, so that wasn't far to go. WrestleMania three was in Michigan. That was the first big big road trip me and my friends took. Uh, then it came back to Jersey. You know, four and five uh, in Jersey at the Trump Plaza, and from that point on, it just became a thing for me. Just. Every year, you know, wherever it was, California, Vegas, Texas, Florida, wherever, Arizona, Atlanta, we would go. And, you know, we always would have fun. And even, like I said, back in the day before they had access and all these shows piggybacking off of WrestleMania weekend, we would go and, you know, hang out just the guys, you know, know, no wives, no girlfriends, just the guys hanging out for the weekend. So it was sad to have to miss it last year, you know. But what could you do? So we're all ready to go back this year. We're already, you know, got our, we got our planes set up. We got the hotel room. We're already making dinner plans to meet up with some friends. You know, it's tradition, and it'll, you know, it'll always be fun for me.
0: Oh, that would be cool, Beans, to hear about if I ran into you at work, just your actual overall trip. Because you were telling me about that some weeks ago, and I said, oh, man. That is absolutely great. I may have my gripes with the Empire, but Charlie going just for the sake of having fun, that that is something that I could not take away from him. And I don't want to take away from him. And I've said it time and again, kids, that people on this show, I bring them on because they're good people. And not only are they good people, but... Their joy is my joy. To quote a uh, other person or group of people, their Russell joy is my Russell joy. So I may have my gripes against the Empire, but as I stated in several episodes ago... There will always be a role for pro wrestling fans in Black Lion's domain. No matter how big or small they are, I love them to pieces. And without their love and support, I would have never, ever started this crazy podcast in the first place. So that means a lot. All right, Charlie, before we actually wrap this bad boy up, social media. Let's get into that a little bit. Uh, Do you think that it's helped or hampered this overall production presented as a sport? What's your opinion?
1: I mean, as for, for exposure purposes, you know, being able to promote stuff and being able to promote your product, whether it's WWE, AEW, I think it's great because it helps with, you know, getting tickets to shows, finding out about, you know, uh, you know where shows are happening, buying merchandise. I think the Internet and all that stuff is, is, is great for that. On, on the other side of the coin, though, it kind of being – you know, out there, nothing to me in the wrestling business is really a surprise anymore. <laughs> nothing, nothing is sacred. And you got, you know, you have twelve-year-old kids talking like they're wrestlers, talking about carnies and heels and stuff like that. And they're eleven years old, and it's just. You know, but with the internet out there, it's just everything's exposed. We all know it's a sports entertainment. We all know, you know, about you know, you, can, you know, people call it fake, people call it pre, you know, planned. People call it whatever, you know, but kind of to the negative part of it, it just it gives away too much, you know, and that's unfortunate because when I was, you know, when I was an eight-year-old and I was watching wrestling. You know, I wasn't reading, you know, I was reading wrestling magazines because when I would get my allowance, I'd go to the store and buy a dollar and buy Pro Wrestling Illustrated. But <laughs> that was stories about wrestling and results from around the country. And, you know, you'd see other wrestlers and different promotions. But it never told you, you know, everything on the inside. So it kind of always gave you that, you know, mystique of, you know, of, of, you know, what it's real, you know. And even, even to this day, when I go, we all know, you know, most of the time what's going to happen everything but you try to just you know suspend you know belief and 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 just enjoy it for what it is if you sit home and you watch you know stupid shows like the bachelorette and everything <laughs> you know people are gonna you know I, that's not my cup of tea but if i'm gonna watch it if i'm gonna watch it i'm gonna sit there and enjoy it knowing that 99 of it's scripted you know, you just got to, you know, you just got to try and suspend disbelief for a while and enjoy stuff. So, you know, I try not to, you know, look too much for, like, results of shows. Like, if a show is taped, I don't want to know what's going to happen. I want to watch it, and I want to know what's going to happen while I'm watching I don't need to know the results in advance, you know? I like I I like to, I like things that surprise me. And, for, you know, someone that's been going to wrestling since 1975, not too much surprises me. So to actually find something that surprises me,
0: it's it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. And to think that in the last four years, I've actually been part of wrestling social media. I actually had some of my stuff actually published by way of a sports, I mean, not, not sports, a pro wrestling podcast that actually ran their own Uh, website some years ago that boggles my mind
1: I mean, I got to tell you, this is, I enjoy like, you know, talking to people about wrestling. I always have, whether it's at work, whether it's at a show, whether it's in my, you know, my private life or on a a podcast or on the the interview I did with WWE, I just love talking about wrestling, you know, And, and it's always something I've enjoyed. So as far as the internet goes for something like what you do, hosting a podcast, I think it's great. You know, I think anybody, you know, that that hosts a podcast and is that passionate about, you know, uh, wrestling and, you know, different things that they, you know, go out of their way to host something, I think that's
0: a good, one of the things the internet is really good for. So I commend you on what you do. Uh, thank you very much, pal. And it still kind of awes me to this day that I grew up watching wrestling and you were a part of some of the biggest moments that this industry has ever produced and for me that actually had ran into you six months ago exactly especially knowing that i actually watched uh forever hardcore and you were actually a big focal point of it i said this is absolutely cool beans because i did not expect to actually had meet you at amazon of all no, places I said if I ever met him I thought it was going to be like possibly at a wrestling show but the coronavirus hit and that was all it wrote but fortunately what? for me <laughs> I lost my uh job of 5 years and then within like a span of maybe 2 months I wound up getting into Amazon and then I met you, not even like maybe a week or two in. And I said, oh my God. I remember leaving that day that we met and just taking it in. Like the rest of my shift, I said, I met Ringside Charlie. (laughs) Thank you. I met him. Thank you. And if my fandom of wrestling was to truly die in like the next Six months to a year. I could probably say that I've done it all. Well,
1: I appreciate that. And like I said, it's funny. You never know, you know, where you're going to, you know, run into somebody and, you know, they're, they're, you know, talks that talks about wrestling. They likes it, and to me, like I said, many many times, like I said, in different outlets, whether it be at wrestling events or at work with yourself, you never know who's going to come up to you and say, "Hey, uh, you know, you know, do you you know, were you that guy from wrestling." And I'm always happy to say, "Yeah," and I'm always happy to you know talk about it. So it's a pleasure, you know, meeting you and you know talking about wrestling also.
0: Oh man, and that was absolutely fun, kids, because. I was already coming off a break, and I saw him, and I said, I'm not probably going to get this chance again. I might as well just ask him if this is who I think it is, and I did recognize him from this uh, documentary card, Forever Hardcore, so I wound up being right, and it was absolutely worth it. All right, Charlie. I know you're getting ready to take care of some other business. All right, so uh, what can I do for you going forward, pal?
1: You can just keep talking about wrestling, and you know, and, and keep doing your podcast, and just having fun, just enjoy it. You know, it's of course, you know, we 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 watch wrestling to this day, and you know, we we watch it, and we, we we scratch our heads sometimes with the decisions that they make in these companies and the angles that they do, and they, you know, and 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 the nonsense that goes on. But you know, sift through the bad stuff and, and, and enjoy the good stuff. You know, and just <laughs> just keep being a just you know
0: keep being a fan. All right. right, I'll try my best. All right, your hopes for the future are... Let's see. To continue going to
1: wrestling, to continue... Hanging out with, with friends and just to just live a good life and to just be happy, just to to be happy and things, you know, whatever you choose to do, whether it's work, whether it's, you know, at play with with your loved ones. Just I always try to maintain a positive outlook and try to look at the the glasses half full, not half empty and just, you know, try to have fun.
0: I hear you completely and loudly. All right, I know that you do not have social media, and thank God I actually do have your phone number. Um, <clears throat> For people that are foreign to me, I have started this in segment where I say these words. Okay, within the next week to a month, is it possible that I can bother you for recommendations to join me on this show? Alright, so I will Absolutely. be I will be in touch with you. Either I'll run into you at work, I'll email you or I'll give you a call and we shall actually make it happen. Cause I need Absolutely. more guests and people say you need to talk, so I'm willing to talk to wrestling fans.
1: Sounds great.
0: Alright, with that said Thank you very much for coming on Black Lion's Domain or Universal Grounding Ringside, Charlie. I appreciate it. Uh, Would you mind if I actually shared your email address with the fans out there so they could get in touch with you?
1: That's fine.
0: All right. So, kids, I will actually leave you Charlie's email, which is also ringsidecharlie at AOL.com. He will absolutely talk to you about pro wrestling. If you need him on a podcast, he will negotiate with you. With that said, again, thanks a lot, pal, for coming on my show. I appreciate it. We shall be talking off air. And to all you kids out there... Please tune in tomorrow. We have another WrestleMania Universal grounding in the making. I have Shocky Wood from YouTube from what I understand. So that's gonna be absolutely fun. With that said, I love you all. The pieces, we're out of here. Bye. Shout out to my guest for coming by and getting universally grounded with me i appreciate every single moment that you gave to me may it have been mere minutes or hours i am very humble and grateful that you were on with me with that said to the listeners out there the kids out there please support said person or persons at the links I have laid out in the School of Hard Knocks, or as I call it, the comment section below, and keep up with these people because they're absolutely great. And as I said, time again, we need more lovin's in this world. With that said, I love you all out there